up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 114 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friend, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And joining us today to close out Ring Fit February, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Chewy Plays. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been it's been a fun month, for sure. <laughs> man, I am... It flew by. Right, like I, I'm, I'm on one level excited that uh, tomorrow I am not obligated to play Ring Fit Adventure. That's gonna be nice. Uh, <laughs> but in the same breath, like easier than I thought, quicker month than I thought. It's been a pleasure. It's been a good time. Yeah, I mean, it probably helps we chose the shortest month. So there's that. Yes. It definitely helps we chose the shortest month. <laughs> 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 yeah, but at the same time, there were there were some hard days where i was just like man i can't do this and i'm excited to (laughs) say tomorrow is gonna be one of those days where i'm like i'm not gonna do this it's monday baby i took the day off tomorrow and i'm like i'm not working out um it's gonna be a lazy day i'm not doing nothing (laughs) tuesday we hop back on the horse but uh, yeah, of course, we will talk more about Ring Fit February and our main topic later this week. Uh, if you, this is your first time joining us, of course, welcome to the Potscast, LootPots.com's weekly gaming podcast where we get together and talk about all things going on in the world of video games. Um, you know, we are going to be talking about this week what we're playing. We're going to be talking a little bit about the San, uh, is it San Nero or San Nero? I say San Rio. San Rio. Yeah. Oh, I'm reading it wrong. The San Rio. <laughs> Animal Crossing crossover, uh, Stardew Valley getting a board game, and uh, and and you know answering a couple questions from you fine folks uh, in our mailpot segment. So it's it's going to be a good show. I'm looking forward to jumping into it and uh, and and getting into all this this news that we have to chew on this week. Uh, but before that, of course, let me just let you know where you can find us all across the web. We are the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we would love it if you would head over to our brand new YouTube channel and give us a, a, a subscribe over there. We just passed 100 subscribers this week. Thank you guys so much for coming in in droves to go and support us and get that custom URL. We're really appreciative appreciative of your support over there. Uh, we have some fun uh, ideas for new stuff to come to that channel pretty soon. Um, we are hopefully, I would say this week, uh, I don't want to say promise, but we should have the first episode of our Ocarina of Time uh, playthrough that we've been doing over on Twitch ready to go this week. Um, so keep your eyes peeled for that. We're looking to bring a lot more new content to the channel. Uh, so you're going to want to get over there and subscribe. And uh, even if you don't plan on going and checking out the video stuff, if you're an uh, audio diehard, I respect that. Please just go give us a subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, like I said, you can, of course, also go ahead over to our Twitch channel. Well, every Thursday, Steve and I are there playing something. Lately, it's been Ocarina of Time. Uh, last week, well, go ahead, Steve. I, I was going to say, soon, we're going to be doing a board game now, right? I really, I'm just craving to play some board games after the Stardew stuff, well, so I really want to play some board games. <laughs> we'll Chewy, definitely have to that. figure that out. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. I love board games. <laughs> They're, the 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 one thing about board games is that they're just they're tough to do remotely. So we're gonna have to find like good video. Oh, game that's board ways. Games. That's ways. I believe in you. There's one you I've figured out crazy things. There's one I've been wanting to get. It's called Wingspan. I have the physical version of it, but there's a Switch version now too, and it, it's about birds. I like birds. You do like birds. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, twitch.tv slash lootpots. That's where you can go find us eventually streaming a board game, regularly streaming Ocarina of Time. Uh, we've been doing extra streams a couple nights a week and stuff. It's been a blast over there. It's uh, a great way to come hang out with us and get a little bit of more content, uh, hang out with the community. Uh, we've been doing watch-alongs to events and stuff now. So uh, we've been having a blast over there. I hope you'll come be a part of it. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, of course, you can head over to patreon.com slash loot if you want to get a little bit of extra loot pots in your feed every week. Uh, for just a buck, you can get access to our Patreon exclusive show After Dark, where for uh, another hour or so, we usually keep the mics rolling and we talk about what's going on in our lives, stuff outside the world of gaming, um, sometimes news stories that didn't you know, fit for the main show. Uh, it's a great time, well worth a, bu- a buck, I think, and you get access to um, over 70 hours of, of content that we did there. Uh, so I think it's, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, and it's the best way to show your support for the show. And then, of course, if you want to be a part of the show, uh, you can write into me at PeteAtLootPots.com for our weekly mail pot segment. You can go join our Discord where we've got the Potscast channel, and you can be a part of the conversation over there, uh, just like a bunch of fine folks did this week. Or you can hit us up at LootPots on Twitter, where every week we throw up a thread and ask for questions whenever I remember to tweet it out. So, you know, it's a gamble for you over there, but hey, you might get your opportunity over there, too. Um, So, that's enough shilling for now. Let's hop into what we've been playing this week. Um, I am going to kick it to Chewy first because he has a game on his list I have not heard of called Littlewood. What's yeah. Littlewood about? Yeah, so Littlewood, it, it, it's apparently been out on Steam for a little while, but it just came out on Switch recently. And it's a life sim. It's uh, It takes place as kind of like after your big RPG adventure and you're just settling down and tasked to rebuild and you know, just make a town from scratch. So basically, you're this hero. You have no memory of your time as a hero. It's been wiped away. So you have a couple friends with you who kind of found you lying in the forest. And they said, hey, great job saving the day. Let's uh, rebuild a town <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and so it's very, it's very like, you know, Stardew, it has all the different activities, mining, farming, crafting, wh- whatever you want to do, really. Um, but the really unique thing to it is that it's not really a timed day. Like, you know, Stardew Valley, the clock winds down, it goes about 15 minutes or so per day. The days in this game are determined by stamina. And so... okay. As you kind of use up your stamina, it gradually gets like later in the day. Um, The most notable difference is like when you reach kind of the end of your stamina, it's just like, okay, it's nighttime now. (laughs) Uh, That's kind of just, it it just shifts directly to nighttime from there. So Um, does each action have different like values or is it kind of like you get a certain number of like actions in a day? Um, it's kind of the certain amount of action. So there's certain things that do take up stamina and there are other things that don't. Um, the main things that take up stamina are, you know, a lot of the daily tasks like crafting, cooking, farming, gathering, there there are a whole bunch of them. Um, others like merchanting is, it doesn't really take up any stamina. You just put stuff on display to sell every day. Um, but basically, like, as you kind of live your days, uh, new people start to show up. They start to say, oh, this town looks pretty cool. I'm going to move in here. And so you're tasked with, like, collecting the materials you need to build up their house and everything. And it's actually really cool. Like, as you're talking to people, your relationships with them level up. It's really, really fun to reach the end of the day and then just see, like, your 
stats scrolling up with them and you're like, man, it feels so good to make progress all the time. Um, But you build their house and all of the houses come empty, completely empty. Like they're not decorated in any way. There is an item that you can get a desk. And so once you make a, a desk for that house, it'll actually give you like a list of things that they want specifically for their home. They're like, oh, I want to live this many spaces within this many spaces of the shop kind of thing. And they're like, I want this type of furniture. So everybody can get like built up that same way. And then meanwhile, the desk in your house, it has like little mini achievements that you can do where it's like, oh, hang out with this person and go fishing and um, collect seven carrots or something. (laughs) So they're all like little things that keep giving you uh, basically just like more rewards. And then all the shops kind of work the same where each one can be upgraded and they start at like one star. But I think I for, I didn't count them out, but I, I think it's about 10 stars that you can get to. But each up each star requires like three different upgrades where it's like, oh, pay this money to start the construction. Now we need wood planks. Now we need bricks and everything. So okay. it, it's all just like everything needs to be built up from scratch. And it's addictive for sure. It's got that Stardew Valley thing where you're just like, all right, I'll play just one more day and then I got to go. And then the day, like it just kicks you straight into the day and you're just like, oh, I'll just check my mailbox. Oh, wait, over here, there's somebody standing there. I'll just talk to them real quick. And so it keeps you going. I like like the idea that it has lots of of goals because Mm -hmm. that that was something that that I remember when I was first playing Stardew Valley, uh, it kind of like... Not not say that it turned me off, but I think it was one of the things that kept me from like getting into it when I played it on PC the first time, and then I kind of like tried it again on Switch, and that was when it clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Was that there was so much to do, but I didn't necessarily feel like it was. Um, I feel I didn't feel like it was communicating to me what it wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just oh, like I'm I'm not sure I agree with that because like the the beginning bit it very much is like here's an, a letter. You go to the notice board and then like you get those cutscenes where it's like the fisherman tells you to come down to the pier and stuff. That's true. Uh, but yeah. then after that, you kind of do have a couple of days where you're left to your own devices and that can be a bit daunting. And then you get introduced to the, to the community center. And once you get introduced to the community center, it really is like, oh, I've got all these bundles to do or I can just, you know, go to the Joja Mart, which you shouldn't do. <laughs> um so you then have a goal so I, I do kind of understand why you would find it a bit daunting but i i maybe it's a thing that they've improved over time because i know stardew's been out for yeah a, that's a good true while. too is like with the first time i played it i think it was still in beta maybe so like it's possible that it just didn't have those signposts yeah. as clear at that point and when it came to switch it did and that was another reason why it was just easier for me to get into it yeah um I mean, I had. The I, same I think experience. that's important for a game like that. You know, like you want to feel free, but you want to like have a clear understanding of what the things you could do would be. Yeah, know? yeah, and I have that same experience with Stardew. Where I mean, I got it 
the first time on Switch and I played for probably like 20 hours before it clicked with me. And that's a long time to put into a game before you're finally like, okay, I get it. That said, I mean, yeah. afterwards I played another 100 hours, so it it was what, or worth it. Um, but with this game, I guess, you know, I'm coming into it with a little bit more knowledge of these like kind of quick things. But I'd say the biggest difference for me is just like Stardew Valley I uh, the thing that kept me from getting into it for 20 hours was just like the days were so incredibly fast like there was no time to like I mean unless you paused it there wasn't time to just like sit there and think and everything and this game the clear difference is just like the day is based around your stamina completely so I could just walk around you control the pace a little bit more yeah, yeah, you control that a lot more. And I, I walk around and I look through my place and I'm just like, all right, I think this is what I'm going to work on today. All of these places to upgrade need brick. So I need to really can, focus on mining today. Can you inc- uh, increase the number of actions you can take in any way? Yeah, so you do unlock kind of a mayor's type place like you can choose your whole title too. like the the default one is mayor i went with resident just to keep mine like <laughs> kind of like Diana i'm just the common man <laughs> it's like i'm a blue collar farmer i don't want to be in politics yeah. all right i didn't move out to the country to shake hands and kiss babies all right i want to feel the dirt under my fingernails you know exactly <laughs> i was kind of bummed that there were, weren't enough characters for concerned resident so i'm chewy concerned resident <laughs> um but you do unlock this office and in that you can get a whole slew of different like upgrades one of them is like additional stamina others are like oh when you hang out with this person they find five more money for you um because there's this whole hangout system where people can just like tag along with you and walk around as you do all your daily stuff um but i've been i've been watching videos of this game and it looks incredible like i'm very excited about and i remember seeing this i think it was on the uh what what was it called, Pete? Like the Feel Good or whatever it was. Wholesome, the wholesome, wholesome, wholesome games. games. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it on there. So I, you do know what this is when you when you see a screenshot. You all know exactly what this is. But it looks like you can also build out the town and do some like landscaping, like you can do in mm-hmm. Animal Crossing, which is something you That's you cool. could never do in Starter. You had your farm and this is where you could do that kind of stuff but it never got to the point where you could like terraform and build like different levels and layers and things right yeah 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 so i uh, about that too like the biggest thing with this is like coming off of animal crossing it's like very satisfying to know that you don't there's no wait time with like terraforming and moving houses buildings whatever it's just like all instantly there there's a build mode and the build mode actually takes no stamina whatsoever so you could do this completely freely the entire time like spend your whole day rearranging things rebuilding your place so it's all exactly how you want it um Hmm. i kind of wish i would have done it a little sooner like the terraforming arranging things because now i have like all these buildings (laughs) and i'm just like okay i gotta clear out this spot move these buildings here and then i can move you know just terraform stuff but yeah it's the same thing when i was playing animal crossing though it was like oh god i've now got to move this slope or Mm -hmm. i've got to change where my bridge is because and then when i got into like trading 
um, on Nookazon. It was I, I really wanted to move my shop closer to the front so people could come in and go straight to the shop. But it was like, oh, God, that's a whole thing. I'm going to have to rearrange the whole of my <laughs> island in order to do it. So it sounds like the kind of game where you need to plan to do it. But I, I really like the look of this. I think I'm going to end up picking this up this week. Yeah, I'm no, kind of it's great. Something like this. Yeah, it's great. Sounds it cool. gives you yeah. so much freedom throughout. And there's just so much to unlock, too. So I'm just like, I'm playing it like crazy. I've played it a lot already this past weekend. And it just came out, I think, Thursday. So, yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Yeah, it sounds fun. Um, I d- do not need a new game right now, so I don't know that I'll get around <laughs> to it, but I'm interested to hear more from you guys. Uh, so, Steve, I know we're going to talk about this on uh, After Dark primarily, but um, you have you had a little pet project this week that we wanted to kind of talk about. Yeah, so I was, I was in the mood to play some uh, retro games and mainly GBA stuff. So I posted a tweet out saying, like, does anyone know about these like retro handhelds? And a bunch of people replied to me. Um, I was looking at the RG351P from Ambernic, and as well as the, I can't remember the one that, um, that Duncan recommended. Was it? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, uh, the Retroid, the Retroid Pocket 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was looking at those two, and they re- they come in around about eighty to one hundred twenty pounds, um, which was like a big expense that I didn't necessarily want to pay just to play some GBA games, which I could play on my laptop or play anywhere else. Uh, so I I was looking around and I was like, oh, well, what, why don't I see if I can hack my Vita, uh, so play some some other things. So mm-hmm. I I've, I ended up doing that, and I'll talk about the process on on After Dark this week if you're interested. Uh, so I've got. G- my GBA emulator on there, so I've been playing a bit of um, Warrior Warriorland Four. That was the first game I played. <laughs> That's like my go-to game, Warriorland, and uh, I started on um, that Zelda game. I can't remember Minish Cap. Minish Cap. Yeah. So I started on Minish Cap for the first time, uh, which is a very different Zelda game. Like Zelda's like running around and telling me to follow her and stuff. It's uh, very strange opening to to a, a Zelda game, which I, I'm in, intrigued by. So I'm going to play it's some more of that. It's very different. I like that quite yeah. a bit about it. It's got a very quirky kind of vibe. I really love mm-hmm. the art style as well. And the control scheme feels great. That everything's done with the right trigger. Like I can just hold it nicely in my hand and the main action button is the right trigger. It doesn't force me to like cramp into the face buttons and stuff. And I can imagine that felt really good on the original GBA. And I've also been playing a bunch of PSP games. So part of the part of the process is you can essentially put the PSP operating system on the Vita and it like boots up into essentially a PSP. So I play, I've been playing some Medieval, which was my first ever PSP game. I picked that up on launch. Uh, I played some Tony Hawk's Underground 2 Remix. Classic. Yeah, it's such a good game, and some um, some luminaires. So I'm I'm really enjoying having like, real walk down memory lane. It really <laughs> is, and I, I've just been having a blast with it. So I'm going to be playing a lot more of that. I think it's nice to just have something with a, such an incredible screen. I forgot how good that original Vita OLED screen is. Like Warrior Land has never looked so vivid. You come out of the the level, and it's like that bright screen where like Warriors doing the back down to. to <laughs> earth and it's so vivid it looks incredible uh so if anyone's got a vita lying around that they're not using uh, i highly recommend uh, hacking it it's not a lengthy process especially if you've got an old firmware on it if you've not used it for like a year or two 
Uh, you've probably got old firmware 3.6 on it, and that can just be hacked through a link in a browser, and then it's that's it. You're done. There's nothing else you really need to do in order to to install all this stuff on your Vita. I think I might do it up tomorrow, my day off. We'll see. You really should. <laughs> you definitely have me wanting to. <laughs> Uh, I was definitely in the neighborhood for, or in the neighborhood, in the market for something like that um, because I've been like playing around with the Pokemon emulators and stuff. And I've kind of stalled out on that because like transferring it back and forth between computers has been annoying. Um, so this would be definitely a better, a better solution, I think. Um, you can set it up to do capture too, right? Capture? Like what? Capture the video? Like video? Yeah. yeah, I believe you can. So uh, I just installed RetroArch on it. So it's just like the in standard interface with a bunch of cores that you, you have. And I think within that you can capture. It has cool. the standard like save states. You can rewind. You can do all of that stuff that you can do in RetroArch within uh, the PSV, so which is really cool. Very nice. Uh, so as for me, I am still chipping away at uh, Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. I'm on the last um, world of 3D World, the like post last world world. Um, spoilers, I guess. I don't. Do people care about that? I don't know. Uh, it's like the bonus world. It's the eighth world. I'm playing that one now. Um, and I, I'm really loving that game. That's been like my nighttime wind down, like when I'm in bed kind of thing experience. Um, and I was playing Bowser's Fury on the TV, and I've been really trying to like pace it out because I want it. I want it to last and I don't want to finish it, but I'm like, there's almost none left at this point. I'm at the last fight, you know, I think. And, and then it's, it's over. Um, so I'll, I'll probably finish that up, but I got distracted from it this week because uh, Persona 5 Strikers dropped, of course, uh, which we all know I've been very, very eagerly anticipating. Um, so I'm actually doing a extra episode of the podcast uh, this week. We're going to do a first impressions with uh, one of you listeners. Uh, Zaid is one of our Patreon supporters. If you're a member of the community, uh, you see him, you know, yelling in our uh, Twitch chat every week. Uh, you know, Zaid's a regular fixture around here. And uh, he and I did our Persona 5 Royal uh, spoiler cast like last year or whatever it was. Um, so he and I are going to do a little first impressions dig in so I can kind of talk more about it. That'll be out tomorrow. Uh, so if you want to hear all of my thoughts on the game, you can go check that out. Um, but just to kind of like, you know, briefly touch on it. Um, I'm into it. I think it's good. Uh, obviously I've, I've said here, I'm not a fan of Musos and you know, the thing that drew me into this game was that it is a, uh, you know, a sequel. It's not necessarily like a, a persona five, two, but it is kind of like akin to uh, if you watch anime, right? Like they'll be like the regular seasons, but then they'll have the like spinoff movie that is like canon, but it takes place in between seasons and it doesn't really matter that much, but it's an excuse to spend more time with the characters. It's that vibe, you know, um, it's it's the fan of these reuniting and, you know, like playing it that first night and getting through the opening hours where your character comes back to LeBlanc and like hooks up with all the friends again and everything like I got emotional like I, I it got me like a little misty because um, I really did miss those characters and that world and like it reminded me of how much through 2020 when I was like isolated that like that was a huge part of my day like every day was playing this game and exploring Shibuya and like being back there and like seeing every all of these locales again but they look a little sharper and all those kinds of things like it was very nostalgic and it felt kind of like coming home you know and in in the right way and the way you want a game like this to feel 
Uh, and in terms of like the voice acting, the character interactions, the script, all that's perfect. Um, the gameplay, it is more action RPG than Muso. It's not as brain dead and like, you know, just bland, I think, as a lot of the gameplay in Muso's tends to feel for me. But it does still have that there's an overwhelming amount of enemies on screen and, and all those kinds of things that I just it makes the ga- the f- combat feel less important because it's like if I can just wipe everybody out, like who cares? So I'm playing it on hard. That's been helping as well. And there have been some boss fights that I've run into where you're only fighting like one enemy at a time. And I actually really like those fights because they're super challenging. They're not like annoying, overwhelming Muso shit. It's like, oh, I really need to think and strategize and plan here or I can't beat this. Um, And that's more what I want. So uh, it's, I think, outside of gameplay, it's hitting all the right notes for me. In In the realm of gameplay, it's like, above average it's it's in the good range i'm enjoying it enough that like i want to keep playing and i like the gameplay sections um but the real reason i'm there is for the story and that's all fucking nailing it so it's been a good experience i'm happy with it it's 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 what i thought the best version of it could be for me as a player who doesn't like musos yeah i'd say i get this i got the same impression as that with like age of calamity where by the end of it i was just running past the long sections of just like tons and tons of enemies and running straight yeah. toward those like one-on-one fights because those were definitely the stronger aspect to that game <laughs> to get me to the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> and like i like the way that it uses like the persona like element system and like if you've never played it's a lot like pokemon right like there's mm-hmm. different elements and there's weaknesses and like there's a strategy to it it's not yeah. just like I'm Link, and I'm going to run through and whirlwind the fuck out of these hundred and, you know, 30 groups of enemies. Like, okay. <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed like Age of Calamity added a bit of that as well, though. The fact that you had to switch between different characters, and you could be the the um, the mythical beasts or whatever. You can do that in this game, too, and I didn't know that when I started okay. playing. You can play as all of the Phantom Thieves, and that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we the know who's about- going to be playing as then. The best part of that, too, is do you have the option to, like, direct characters to a certain part of the map, too? Uh, because in Age of um, Calamity, I can tell them to go toward this point, and then after I beat one section of the mission, I just switch the character straight to the other one who's already at that action yeah. sequence that I'd rather play. <laughs> uh, so it's not like that. Um, that game was definitely more like, it's oh, you're on a map, and there's, like, a war, right? And, mm-hmm. like, you're commanding different groups, like... This is very much like aping Persona 5 where it's like, oh, you're the Phantom Thieves and you're infiltrating this palace and you're trying to be sneaky. So like you're moving in a, in a small group and like mm-hmm. you can ambush like um, enemies and actually take out an entire group of them without having to do a fight, which is a thing from the, the uh, first game, um, or the actual game. I don't know how to, but <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Um, so it, it definitely, it, it takes a lot of elements from Persona that, kind of make it feel less like a muso and more like an action rpg like akin to i don't know like um like something like dragon age 2 comes to mind for me at first because obviously i'm a bioware stan um <laughs> but yeah it, it's got more of that flavor to me uh, or like kingdom hearts even it's kind of like that yeah. uh where like i've had moments in the game where like we're, we're running towards a, a thing and then a bunch of enemies just pop up and i'm like oh this kind of feels like heartless you know, it has very much that kind of flavor. And they're like, all right, let's get him, gang. And then you break up and everybody runs in a different direction. And you start fighting. So it's 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 working for me. But I'm happy to report. 
so before we move on into the news, I have one last thing on my list. One, one of you guys read it. What's it say? Secret thing in Secret, all capitals. So we should be shouting it, but I don't want to blow Secret anyone's thing. eardrums. So a couple weeks ago, uh, I tweeted and I talked about it on stream actually to Steve that I had gotten an opportunity uh, that was really, really cool um, for for the podcast and for, for what we do here. So uh, I, I I reached out. Uh, to one Jason Trier because he had tweeted about wanting to get uh, advanced copies of his book out. Um, so obviously, uh, Steve and I have talked a lot about Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. That was his first book. Um, my favorite book about game development. And uh, he has his sequel coming out called Press Reset, uh, which is about um, like studios getting shut down and, and you know it's kind of a different angle on the same kind of theme. And uh, I reached out to see if, if I could get an early copy for review, and uh, I did get one. I was able to get a digital copy. I've had it for uh, about a week or so now. And uh, I was actually able to request a proof uh, of the book as well. They offered that to me. So I actually have it right here. Uh, if you are on YouTube, you can see it. We've nice. got Press Reset. Uh, it is Ruin and Recovery in the Video Game Industry. So cool. You can see like it's got the... Not for resale. Like, this is not the final printing. Um, he's still editing it. He was just tweeting about it the other day. And this just showed up, like, yesterday. So I'm like, oh, wow. Like, this is going to be different than the final version, even, which is really cool. Um, like, even on the back, like, it says, like, coming in May 21. It's got all the marketing information and stuff. Totally, totally crazy. Um, so first of all, uh, thank you so much to uh, to Jason and to uh, to his representation. I'm so sorry I forget the name of the rep who sent it to me. Um, but I will call them out when we do the proper review. Um, so I, I'm reading the book early. I am going to finish it. I'm not uh, – I'm allowed to talk about it. I'm not supposed to talk about its specific contents until the um, the official reveal of the book uh, in, in May. So I'll have like a proper review of it up on up on the, the YouTube um, in 2021. Uh, or sorry, in 2021, of course, in May. <laughs> uh, when, when I'm allowed to talk about it, like at length, but, um, I'm gonna like probably just chat about it here and there in the weeks to come. So if you guys have any questions about it, if, if you did read blood, sweat and pixels, like any of that stuff, um, definitely send the questions in and I'm, I'm happy to talk about them. Uh, I'm really looking forward to dive in. I actually didn't get to start it yet. Um, I was planning on starting on the digital copy and then switching over to the physical when they sent it to me. But, uh, I got, I got caught up you know, just doing some other projects uh, last week. And now that uh, Ring Fit is winding down, I figured this might be a good uh, rotating segment to introduce and we can kind of chat about the book a little bit. So um, we should, we should do a book, book club. club. Yeah, we really yeah. should do a book club, both for this, but I also started reading the uh, the one you told me, uh, I think it was Console Wars. Oh, uh, yeah, Blake so, Harris, Console Wars. Yeah, so I've started reading that. That's uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying that at the moment. So I'm going to press on reading through that. I'd like to do... Uh, a segment on on that about a book club kind of thing. I'd love to um, do that. Yeah, but maybe that's like a separate episode, and we we go into depth and we and we talk about the book because I think that would be really fun. <laughs> yeah, we just take a review, maybe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I super excited about this, and a really, really um, big thank you to uh, to both Jason and Grand Central Publishing for uh, for giving me a copy. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not the biggest channel in the world, so um, I'm really appreciative of, for the opportunity. I'm really excited to read it early. Uh, I pre-ordered the book the day it announced it because I love the first one so much. So I'm super stoked to get to chew on it a little bit early. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so that's it for now. But uh, look forward to it uh, next week. I'm sure I'll have some I'll have some juicy tidbits for you. So uh, let's let's hop into the news. The first thing is, of course, we had the Pokemon Presents this past week, Pokemon's 25th anniversary. Uh, Steve and I did a special episode, um, just like the Nintendo Direct one we did last week or two weeks ago now, whatever it is. Time's meaningless in 2021. Um, but we did an hour-long special where we dug into all the announcements. You guys sent in a ton of questions for me, uh, and I got to just gush about Pokemon for about an hour. So uh, it saved, it made this episode better for you, I'm sure, and it got those takes out there a little bit quicker. But I did want to give Chewy an opportunity to weigh in. He was very excited about some of this news. I want to talk about it with you. And plus, it gives me an opportunity to plug the ep- extra episode. So two birds, one stone. <laughs> Chewy. What did you think about the Pokemon Presents? I thought it was fun. I mean, I, I was already 100% satisfied with getting new Pokemon Snap, you know? So that looks, it's looking great. I really like it. It really does look good, right? Yeah. And I feel like I didn't really expect there to be like a nighttime route through, through the maps, too. Like yeah. that alone is already really exciting because, you know, you play through the first game and it's just like, you know, it's basically the same thing over and over. You start figuring out how to do all these little secrets, but just like having an alternate like time of day to do things, just thinking of like all the different stuff that's going to happen on that. Awesome. Um, But I mean, the bigger, biggest stuff was of course, you know, we're getting gen four remakes and legends of Arceus. Right. So gen four, I had difficulty with the first time I played it. And a You're lot alone. of that, unfortunately, was like kind of self, self-inflicted with my. Uh, I just kind of played the game badly, and it made it slower than it already was. <laughs> I've seen sure. some videos lately where people are just like showing the health bar go down incredibly slowly. In On chances mm-hmm. specifically, it would be like you'd if you one shot at a chance, it'd be like I guess I'm gonna go get a drink while I wait for this fucking health bar to drain yeah it takes like a full (laughs) minute for this thing to go so the game was already slow on its own and i made it slow by myself i think i spent like half a week trying to find a pokemon that wasn't even available for me yet and so it it killed my momentum completely (laughs) that sounds like a you thing to do yeah yeah it's definitely a me thing so i'll never forget when you were like yeah no i just hit like 90 hours in fire i'm like oh cool like how are you like in the time skip? And you're like, there's a time skip? And I was like, what? How did you even play it that long without getting that far? I get distracted. I get distracted really easily and get. You take your time, man. Yeah. I just get into it. Um, so, yeah, like I've been wanting to revisit Gen 4 for a long time. And I a lot of people have recommended going back to it with like platinum and stuff. But I'm, now I'm just like, oh, I'll just do it with the new one, you know? So, yeah. That'll be cool. What do you think of the the visual style on uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? <laughs> I almost forgot again. I can't believe you remember that because I'm still struggling to remember yeah. these the freaking <laughs> suffixes. I know. I just think, okay, so there's that Rihanna song where she says, shine bright like a diamond, but that's not the shine bright one. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. other one is a shining thing. <laughs> brilliant Rihanna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I thought it was fine. I mean, I'm, I think I'm in that category of like, I don't really play Pokemon for the visuals. I'm not convinced they're going to ever put out a game that's really visually fantastic. 
you know? <laughs> so for me, that's like always secondary in my mind. Um, so I don't mind it. I think it's fine. Like if they're doing like pretty much square for square on this, I'm like, okay, the, it doesn't really need to do anything incredibly impressive. I mean, that said, I do kind of, a lot of the comparisons are between this and um, Link to the Past on Switch, which mm. I think that game looks really adorable. It's really cute the yeah. way they. Uh, and the I really thought you were about phenomenal. to tell me you didn't like the way it looked, because like, because you were like the way you were ramping up to it. I was like, oh my god, is she about to tell us he hates the style of oh, Link's no. Awakening? <laughs> no way. I think it's so cute. <laughs> I think it's it, it's really great that they went with that, and so I don't think it's as cute as that, but I don't think it's like incredibly offensive to me that they went I'm with this right there with look. you yeah I, I i on the on the episode we did i i think i just said it lacked a little bit of polish that Link's awakening had you know mm-hmm. there's some of those effects like the the radial blur which makes it look like it's a toy diorama and everything's tiny you had mm-hmm. like that shiny plasticky look on things which which looked great i just felt like the Diamond and Pearl remakes looked a little bit flat in comparison to that. And I yeah. think with mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more time that they've got ahead of the the launch day this year, they may end up um, adding some more of those embellishments and effects. But we'll have to see because usually it's like the six month period is the localization. And so the development of the game is probably halted at this point and they're just localizing it for worldwide worldwide release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would hope that they saw the reaction to it and like are able to polish it up a little bit more maybe. But I think you're probably right that it's probably too late for that. Yeah. Um, but who's to say? Maybe they delay both of the games. That would be great. I would love if this game, uh, these two games, I should say, came out in early 2022 and that they get like, I want them... I've never prayed for a delay for a game immediately after it was announced, but that's where I'm at with uh, with Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's just like, please, like, take three, four years with this. Like, take five years with this game. Like, make it good. Make it special, you know? Yeah. And you know what? To be honest, like, I thought... I feel like they might still be polishing it because I felt like looking at the shots, there were some that I was like, okay, this looks better. This one, not so much. So... Yeah, it didn't look done to me at all. Cause yeah. you, like you're like you're saying, there's some of the shots where you're like, oh wow, this looks great. Like this look actually looks nice. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the shot of that one like clink clang that was moving at like three frames per second. <laughs> like duh 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 duh. It's like this has to be in progress, right? It's at yeah. least a year out. That means they have a minimum of like another six months, eight months of development. Um, so hopefully it'll look a lot better. But you never know. Yeah. And then the Legends of Arceus thing, cool. I'm into it. <laughs> I want to. I want to play that. Um, I think, I like you. I kind of worry if it's coming out too early, and I'm just like, you can make it holiday 2022. I'm sure that'd be fine. Yeah, like yeah. put it out with a Pokemon bundle and everything. It'll sell like hotcakes. Then, like, take your time, man. Take your mm-hmm. fucking time. <laughs> yeah, but it, it. But it's also cool that they're like celebrating this generation in a way that like we haven't really gotten before like doing a complete prequel i mean outside of like i guess gen 5 uh, and i have to mention this but gen 5 got pokemon conquest 
which was like a really interesting take <laughs> on how Pokemon <laughs> happened prior to, you know, modern day Pokemon. So Chewie loves Pokemon Conquest. Oh man. He's gotta but, find wh- a way to shout it out. <laughs> when I saw that it was like kind of like past times, feudal era Japan, I was just like, oh man, is this happening? Are we getting Pokemon Conquest too? Weird, but awesome. <laughs> And it's not, but I do, I kind of like that. I like that Pokemon has a lot of room to experiment with things. And I know a lot of the complaints are like, you know, we wish the mainline games would get maybe a little bit more experimental with some of the new ideas and everything. But yeah, I don't know. Pokemon for me has always been like a franchise with tons of side titles and weird things that happen in that we have Magikarp Jump. I don't know. Pokemon Smile, mm-hmm. we brush our teeth. Oh yeah, where, where was Pokemon Sleep though? Like, I feel like we've not had <laughs> still an active about development, that still in development. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That classic is still cooking, you know. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I I'm all about like just all the weird side things Pokemon does, and I, I'm happy to see that they're doing something that looks pretty ambitious. I'd say with the Arceus thing. Yeah. yeah, you definitely saw all those side things in that intro we spoke about before mm. the uh, the like the one thing that me and Pete pulled up in the episode we did uh, was the phone link. I don't know if you ever knew about it, like hooking up like a GBA to an ancient mobile phone mm-hmm. and Trade then trading Pokemon. online, like trading over telephone lines. It's like, it's like what? what the fuck? Why? How did this happen? <laughs> yeah. I loved the end of that thing specifically where they're just like just tons of things passing by with their little hashtags saying all the words. I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm we're getting groomed for a cult at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I am all in on the cult of Pokemon. All right. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm that's already I'm already bought yeah, in. I- they got me young. <laughs> I, th- I think it was Cronius on Discord that said it sounded like they were uh, initiating a spy, just like activating a spy. By, like, yeah, they're like activating them. the sleeper agents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, like my eyes just shoot open and there's like Pokeballs on the pupil, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> Oh, man. So the other uh, thing we wanted to just do, because obviously it being a big presentation, it is time to check in on Steve and I's 2021 predictions. All right. So uh, update. We have a few updates on this one this time around because I had multiple Pokemon predictions. So yeah, I, I don't uh, know how I didn't have a single Pokemon prediction. Like, I think you like don't really know anything about Pokemon. That I don't care about that <laughs> franchise that much. <laughs> Yeah, you don't you don't know enough about it to like <laughs> prognosticate. I think so. You're just I, like, I, I also can't believe I let you have one of your picks. Like it just seems so blaringly obvious that I let you get away which, with just which one? Like which one? Pokemon's 25th anniversary will be commemorated by with a re-release of a classic game. I felt like we knew that was going to happen. Like how did you get we away didn't. with slipping that have, one we in? We didn't. We didn't. So here's the thing, right? So I think. So okay, so let's get get through the updates, right? So. uh I don't, we don't have to read all of them, I guess. Like We did a predictions episode. If you want to go read the full list of predictions, you can go check it out. I'll just give you updates on the ones that have already had updates, right? So we each had 10. Um, you know, it's not that many. Fine. So mine were, number one is Switch Pro is coming in 2021, right? We'll see. Number two, Grezzo will release another Zelda remake in 2021 in honor of Zelda's 35th anniversary. That one I have marked orange. 
because they have announced that they are working on a not like a new IP game. Seems they've like the Zelda done, thing is they've just done Metopia. I don't think they're going to be bringing out a Zelda game this year. Yeah, it seems unlikely. So Orange, because it's in jeopardy, right? <laughs> Number three, 2021 will see the fewest AAA third-party ports of any year on the Switch. This Stand one by just that be one. Red, red already. No, it's only got like yeah. one so far. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, so four was Pokemon's 25th anniversary will be commemorated with the re-release of a classic game. I think I deserve this one. I know when I said this, I was like, I think it it could be like um, when they put out red, blue, and yellow or whatever, like on the 3DS. So like, if if you wanted to fight me on it, I, I think there's a conversation to be had there and we can kind of wait and see what happens with this one. But I also feel like I probably deserve this one. I I would let you have this one. I think this is a re-release, isn't it? You know, even though it's right. technically a remake, I think I'm fine to let you have it. Number I'm taking eight, my I point then. You have, though. You know, I'm taking my point then. We get yeah. we get number one, one point on the board, one point on the board. All right. Okay. <laughs> so number five, Nintendo will continue to fail to properly address Joy-Con drift. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get this point, but no updates there yet. Uh, six, full reveal of Breath of the Wild two. We've gotten the tease that that's coming. All we need is for it to happen, and then I'll claim my point. So right now it's marked orange because it's in flux. Okay? Number seven, lost. Already out on this one. Nintendo will remain quiet in quarter one of 2021 while they get their plans in place. They had their biggest direct ever. So, And then the Pokemon thing, like, straight after. Big F. Big F on that one. (laughs) Took the L. (laughs) Number eight, Pokemon will tease the next proper Pokemon game but not release it. What do you mean by proper? Did you mean like mainline traditional Pokemon? Because it does Pokemon Legends count for that? It does. I, I does think. it? And, does and it? Joe Merrick from Cerebi said it counts as a main series game, and he's the authority on okay, Pokemon. Okay, then, then fine. If Joe Merrick says it's that, then then I'll take his, his say for it. Two points on the board, baby! Two points! All right! Pokemon coming in clutch for me. Uh, and then number nine, Nintendo will release another limited release game. I think that's probably a slam dunk at some point. We'll see what happens. And then my risky pick, which is the thing that we said we didn't think would happen but is worth two points, is that I said an N64 Classic will come out for the 25th anniversary of the console. Not holding my breath on that one, but hey, no. it's supposed to be risky. So I got I got two points on the board, and I feel like I've got another point in the bag right now with this okay. Breath of the Wild 2 thing. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I should start marking mine. Like, okay, let's go through. Let's go through mine. Then let's mark some of these. So number one, uh, I'm going to mark as orange, which is there will be another 2D Zelda game released in 2021, and, and I just don't see that happening Dicey. at this point. I think for this, I think we're both fucked on that one. <laughs> yeah, because because we've got uh, you know the uh, Skyward Sword coming. I just don't see there being a 2D one as well. I think I'm good with the second one, which is Metroid Prime 4 won't be released this year. I can't uh, believe I let you have that one. You yeah, I can't that believe I have that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Take that one to the bank. <laughs> yeah, I might as well, yeah. <laughs> Metro, uh, then I've got Nintendo will announce a new IP. And I don't know if we've had this already. We have not. No, no. I don't think we have either. I can't have Project Triangle because that's published by... No, it can't be a published, but it's got to be a new Nintendo developed IP. (laughs) Okay, that is fair. Uh, Wario Party, when that gets announced, is going to be... When that comes out, then you're in business. (laughs) 
Uh, then I've got two new Switch consoles will be revealed in 2021. Not necessarily released, but revealed in 2021. So I think that's a distinct possibility. Uh, I think you s- fucked yourself with the two thing. That's I, the thing where I, I do too. But, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, 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 it could happen. It really could happen. Then I've got Splatoon 3 will be announced, which was my first point. So I've got that one. Slam dunk on that one. <laughs> I think I'm screwed on this one. Breath of the Wild 2 will be released second half of uh, 2021. I That's an orange. That. That's, That's an orange happening. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, GTA 5 will be ported to Switch. I could still see this happening, but Easily. I'm not hot in my breath. Um, I just think this could happen alongside the next gen release so it's like it's mm-hmm. coming to ps5 it also comes to switch i'd I'd like to see that i can see um, that alongside a switch pro too yes like, absolutely uh, switch pro is out breath of the wild 2 pokemon legends arceus gta 5 maybe new mario like whatever right like mm-hmm. you give that second push for it seems like a perfect uh marriage there then uh we won't hear any more about bayonetta 3 which i think this uh, one's still... i <laughs> I'm going to give to you, but technically they did provide an update on Bayonetta 3 because no. you said we wouldn't hear more about it. You didn't say they, that it wouldn't all, be revealed. All, and they said they had was don't hold your breath about Breath of the about Bayonetta 3. Just forget about it for now. And that's that's yeah. us hearing nothing. Like we haven't heard anything about that's it. That's an update, though. They had not given us an update since that's they showed the I logo. Meant, that is not what I meant. And you okay. know that's not what I meant. I know. I know <laughs> that's not what you meant. And I'm going to give it to you because you were a gentleman with me about number four. So I think it's only fair that I I think that's fine. So I think you're probably taking that point to the bank too. <laughs> yeah, well, I I put that one as an orange because okay. it's like in flux. You probably got that one, you know. <laughs> then uh, a new Switch online game like Tetris 99 will be released. I haven't had anything we'll like that yet, but we'll see. Uh, Mario's then, ending in March, so I bet I know, if we were gonna hear about another one, one yeah, I hope so. And then Probably. my risky pick was Xbox Game Pass will be announced for Nintendo Switch. And that includes Never. xCloud. So we will Never going to happen. Never, ever going to happen. <laughs> Never. No way. It'd it doesn't so include good. xCloud. You said Game Pass. Yeah, it does. Because it, xCloud is branded as Game Pass. So it's Xbox Game Pass, like the cloud streaming. It's what I, they call you it. You know what? We'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see what happens. It's going to happen. So. <laughs> it's going to happen. I'm going to claim my two points. Oh my gosh. So yeah, uh after the last one I was like, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm worried. And now all of a sudden I'm sitting pretty. Like I've I'm I'm got a, a not I wouldn't say a strong lead, but I'm in the lead. So I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and I only think I'm screwed with like a few of my things. So <laughs> All right. So uh let's jump into the next one. Uh Sanrio and Animal Crossing have a uh a crossover coming, and of course, with Chewy, the resident Animal Crossing expert here, uh, we had to talk about this. So there's some uh, amiibo cards coming uh, that's going to get us some like in-game outfits and and some other content. Like, where are you at with this, Chewy? How do you feel about this news? This is awesome. Uh, basically, the amiibo cards that are coming, it's going to be one pack that has all six cards, uh, so pretty easy to get them, get the whole set here. It's a little bit different in Japan. I think you get two cards and a sticker, so over there they kind of have to risk it <laughs> to get them all but the big thing is that they have never come to the states before like they only came out in europe japan australia all those places but never over here so this is the first time we're getting these officially 
And this is great because if you ever checked eBay to try to get them, they were all at least like 200 bucks for the set of Damn. six. Yeah. I managed to get them, but it was only because a friend in Norway had gotten a ton of packs at one point. And she was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll hook it up for you. <laughs> and she was only nice. going to charge me like two bucks to ship them. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> I can't accept so that. If- if you had them for New Leaf, are these the same cards as yeah. the New Leaf ones? Yeah, they are the same ones. Um, so basically, it's kind of just a reprint of them. The only set they haven't reprinted at this point is the Welcome Amiibo set, which was like 50 oh. returning characters. Um, but all the other ones have gotten a reprint. They're already pretty hard to find again. So um I don't know. I'd say if you really want these, this is probably going to be the only way to get these characters because that's kind of how the Welcome Amiibo set and kind of all the special uh, characters worked in New Leaf as well. The only way you could get them was if you got the card and I guess you could adopt them if somebody was like, oh, yeah, Yeah, I'm not going to have them anymore. You can take them with you, you know. Um, So I imagine that old go like crazy on Nukazan or something, people just trading these <laughs> villagers and items to others. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. I like the updated visuals to them. I think they look a lot better than they ever have. Um, and I think the big question right now for a lot of people is like, what else is going to be in this 2.9 or 1.9 update? Because basically Nintendo has just said they're going to be part of an update <laughs> and we're like, oh, is there more? I don't Do know. Do you think the the welcome is it welcome amiibo, welcome home amiibo? Uh, welcome amiibo. Yeah. Do you think that those characters will eventually be added? Um, I mean, they're in this game. Uh, they're they're just kind of like already in it. Uh, it's just the cards that haven't been reprinted. Um, that said, there's still like a number of characters in the game that don't have cards. A lot of the new ones, a couple returning characters don't have cards still. So maybe I'm thinking of something else then. What was the expansion to New Leaf where you could add, there was like the new set of villagers, there was like the Wolf Link amiibo and like Epona. Mm. Yeah, and... yeah, that was what, the Welcome was Amiibo that? one. Uh, I okay, guess so... where I was confused was there was a 50 card set of villagers that are already in New Horizons. But the ones that aren't are the Link, uh, well, kind of the Zelda-themed ones, the Splatoon-themed ones. And the one I kind of like mentioning to people, the 7-Eleven-themed horse. (laughs) What? There's a a 7-Eleven-themed horse named Philly. And That's amazing. They, I want him. His name is Philly. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> and uh, they they have never made a return since. Uh, actually, I don't think they've ever been outside of Japan. So I think the the only way you could get them was going to a Japanese Seven uh, Eleven and getting them that way. <laughs> Do you think they'll ever add the uh, the amiibo characters that I was just mentioning, like the link the link ones, the Splatoon ones? The- At this point, I'd say it's possible for sure with. I don't know, with the 35th anniversary of Zelda happening, I think that's one way they can tie it in to celebrate this. Um, that would be cool. They uh, they never really had a Mario character, so it makes sense not to have characters necessarily for that set. But even Splatoon yeah. 3, Splatoon had, I think, three characters in New Leaf. So, so Chewie, I'm glad you brought that up. 
because that takes us to a question from our <laughs> podcast. From the uh, the I just said from the podcast. I had such a such a perfect transition right there, and I just <laughs> dropped it right on the floor. Oh my god! Whatever. Ten second rule. All right. So uh, we have a question from the mail pot that I'm going to pull out here that comes from one of our Patreon supporters, Mr. Trendin Brendan, who says, Pete, Steve, and Chewy, I'll save my Pokemon questions for next week. This is actually an email that came in late last week. So he already sent his Pokemon questions for this week. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> this week, I want to ask what functional Nintendo items you think would be cool in Animal Crossing? You guys said on the direct special podcast, the warp pipe is inching me towards my island again. I think maybe a Pokeball that could release fish or bugs, or maybe let us pluck a Pikmin from the ground who can water plants. Side note, still salty that my power went out right as the direct came on, so I had to watch it in 144p on my mobile data. (laughs) Love, Texas. Catch you later, Trendy Brendy. P.S. I don't want to make a joke about it and not also address that other Texans aren't as fortunate as I am and haven't had power at all. Shit sucks. Love having the show around to help ignore how long it's been since I've had a good shower. So first of all, Drandy Brandy, thank you for writing in. Uh, I hope that you're staying safe in in Texas, and I'm glad that you are faring better than most of the people over there. Uh, To any of our listeners, to any of the people affected by what's going on in Texas and who have been, uh, I hope you're doing okay, and I hope you're staying safe, um, and I hope you're taking care of each other, because that's what we got to do when stuff gets rough. Um, So to take it back to Brandy's question, what, what... not like what Nintendo item that could have practical use would you want to see come to Animal Crossing? So I, I think it may be because I'm biased and have been playing the game, but I could see an ocarina being super useful to be able to change the weather. Uh, oh, and, damn. And just That's like, a really good idea. <laughs> and get it rain when you want to get specific fish or make it sunny again. Christ, or like, yeah. I would I would love something like that. So I think that, that would be, be brilliant. A, a cool addition. Man. That's a good one. I'd never even thought of that. That's like beyond my scope of imagination. <laughs> yeah, my, my answer was way less interesting than that. I was thinking um, a Master Sword that you could either place in your house as decorative but if you hold it it works as an axe but it never breaks yeah yeah that'd be nifty um mine i mine would be just a callback to the original game and it would be for anybody who has the has paid for online since we already get the online titles through that just give us the little nes consoles for oh our place God, and yes. make the games playable. yeah that's brilliant yeah. But I think what I would rather it be is rather than having multiple NES consoles, I would just want an NES and a Super Nintendo in game that you could stick like like I have in my uh living room i have like a couch and a TV and i would love to be able to just put them on my entertainment center and then you go and just like click it and then just pick the game. That would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, because I've joked about this, but I'm like, I honestly would probably play these games more through Animal Crossing than I do through the actual yeah. online service. <laughs> and and what if you did it where you could buy cartridges? You know, you can buy um, albums with the, mm. the music on. What if you could buy the cartridges and have them either like on display or you register them with the NES? And then that's how you get them in the menu. And they could constantly add more as time goes on and you have to like buy these cartridges in game. Yeah. And like imagine if uh you could use Animal Crossing as like a way to facilitate like multiplayer. Like if someone's over on your yeah, island, like you so could be good. like, oh like here, let's play like Excite Bike, you know, or Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be, be really cool. 
Yeah, it, they've kind of played with that in New Leaf a little bit. They did make a Wii U console and 3DS console where you could play either... I think the Wii U played the Desert Island Escape game and the 3DS played like a Puzzle League style Animal mm. Crossing game after the Welcome Amiibo cool. update. So I think it'd be cool have have paneled upon competitions in <laughs> in Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. I... I can't think of another really good one because I feel like my sword one is weak. It's fine, but like <laughs> Steve blew me out of the water with this ocarina thing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the example Brendy gave of the Pokeball being able to catch things from far away, like bugs, that would be really a lot easier, right? Like mm-hmm. you don't have to like sneak up. You could just toss the ball. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, I'll take the L. I had the worst example. It's fine. <laughs> right, so moving right along. Uh, Stardew Valley celebrates its fifth anniversary, and I feel old as fucking dirt. But too. they, but they have revealed uh, a board game that is uh, available now, or I guess I should say was available because it's already sold out. Um, Steve. You managed to snag a copy. Thank you so much, too. Pete, for letting me use your address. Thank you. <laughs> oh thank yeah, you, dude. Thank you. Because this I was US only, and this was the, this is the first print. They're already looking at a second print and hope potentially taking it to other countries. But I am so happy that I'm going to be getting a copy of this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, <laughs> it, it's so funny because I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a copy of it, and then I saw it was already gone. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh well i think it took a day for it to be gone like it was yeah. it was gone in like i think like and two then, or three hours yeah it was like bye <laughs> yeah the next day they were just like sold out we're already working on that second print for people <laughs> makes sense people love stardew valley this is super smart for them to do um, and do you know what it's the first time i've seen a new board game that hasn't gone to kickstarter and i love the fact mm-hmm. that they just had such huh. confidence in the game that were that they just put their money where their mouth is and they just they just decided to print a copy. And and I'm really happy about that because usually it's a case of we've got this idea, we put it on Kickstarter, you've got to wait six months for us to get everything in place and print it, and then you finally get the game. And yeah. I've even had one from Kickstarter where there was a misprint and they had to send out like a fix for it. It's just a pain Ooh, in the sucks. ass. Um so this was a really really nice surprise and a great way to celebrate their fifth anniversary i'm so excited about it so it is a co-op game as well the fact that it's it's not competitive and you're just like all working together on the farm to also like build up relationships and do all of that stuff everything that you can think of with stardew valley is in the board game version you have all these beautifully printed pieces that you're going to be able to to use and and put in in the correct place in the box i just can't wait for this game i'm, I'm so excited it's like the combination of two of my favorite things i adore stardew valley i've put maybe 300 hours into the game across multiple platforms and board games i i adore board games i have I have maybe like 30 board games at this point and I'm just constantly buying more and collecting them. <laughs> uh, and this, this really is right up, right up my alley. 
Yeah, same for me. I I bought it as well. I just looked at my tracking and I'm like, oh, it gets here Friday. <laughs> it's so far. <laughs> but also, oh, I like, should really? look at mine and find out when it's coming for Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was coming out that soon. Yeah, I mean, the- yes, yeah, they've already got them. It's it's done. They're they're shipping them right now. It's it's a really really nice way of doing it. It's just like surprise here here you can buy this and actually have it in your hands rather than waiting for weeks or months. Yeah, it's really that. cool that they just had it ready. I mean. There's one, on the one hand, they could have just been like, all right, let's take orders and see how many people want this thing so we can figure out how many to print and everything. But in this case, it's really exciting that there's just, they're going to be here within the week, pretty much. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing I'd love to just have a a digital version of as well at some point so we can play it with with different people. Yeah. so we'll have to wait and see if that happens. Just bringing it to like some like tabletop simulator. There'll be a fan version of this game that gets ported over to to the digital space, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to it for you guys. Um, I wish we could play it together, but <laughs> uh, we'll have to figure that out some point. Um, all right. So uh, last item on the news list this week is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two are confirmed to be coming to Switch. Uh, with a 2021 release uh, date, but super weird. This is a whole really weird thing. So in typical these Activision collection fashion, right, like comes to PS, uh, I, I, sh- I guess I'll just say Xbox and PlayStation platforms, and then no Switch version announced, but we know it's probably going to come later, and then it gets weirdly announced on Twitter from Tony Hawk tweeting at Crash Bandicoot about like, Hey, can you get my game on Switch? And he's like, Yeah, no, I got you, bro. Super weird. Yeah, and then, then Nintendo they... did the like eyes emoji when they like quote yeah. tweeted, and that was it. And it was like, this is so weird for them to. I think this must be like the first time they've just played into a meme, and it was bizarre. And it's super weird. And then they confirm that it's coming to Switch, but it's coming in tw- late later in 2021. They don't even have a release date for it. I'm just like. Why did you even announce this? Like, why Why didn't you announce it when the game first came out that it was coming to Switch later? Or, if or you, you just had having... a Nintendo Direct? Like, why was there not gameplay footage in that? I don't understand. I, or And, like, again, if you don't have footage, if you don't have a date, like, just wait. Like, just tell me, like, a few months no, from have, now. They, ha- like, they just... put out some gameplay footage. I've seen gameplay footage of this game on Switch. It's so it's weird that weird. this just... They could have... E- this would have been such a nice surprise on the Direct as well. You could have just had, like, a skateboard going down. And, like, there's Tony Hawk. I mean, you can even do the, like, Tony Hawk talking to Crash Bandicoot thing, if that's what you wanted to do, in, like, yeah. video form. And he's there, like, talking to him. So I just don't... I don't get it. One you could have just had Tony Hawk sitting in his fucking house and like pull out a Nintendo Switch and he's like, whoa, we're going to Nintendo Switch. I'd be like, great. I fucking love Tony Hawk. Let's go. You know what? <laughs> I was watching the other day, he, just Tony Hawk driving around and yelling at people, hey, do a kickflip. And then he gives them I some love gear. That video. Imagine him just like doing that thing and then giving the Switch version of just Tony Hawk. Just tossing a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> do a kickflip. Here's Tony Hawk on Switch. That's, that's your ad right there. <laughs> oh my god yeah dude um but yeah this is great it's great news weird goofy twitter meme shit aside like i i love tony hawk's pro skater one and two i really really want to see them continue uh that franchise and like give me three and four remastered more than anything i want an underground remastered mm-hmm. um and make a new game like what we did with crash like let's fucking go uh i i, I think 
it's sold insanely well. Like, there's no doubt that people want more of it. It's just a matter of, like, who makes the games now that Vicarious Visions is working on Blizzard stuff. But Toys for Bob exists. They could spin up a new studio, I guess. I don't know. I want more Tony Hawk. Give me more Tony Hawk. So I'm probably going to buy this game a second time <laughs> because I'm a chump. <laughs> all right. So I uh, I did want to talk about all the Bioware news this week, but we are already long in the tooth. So we're going to save that for After Dark. So if you want to hear me talk about uh, Anthem Next being dead and how fucking hype I am about the news that Dragon Age 4 has been brought back to being just a single player game. Uh, I'm going to do a fucking backflip. So if you want to come hear that, just a buck after dark, check it out. Um, hear the conversation, keep rolling there. But uh, before we get into our main topic where we close out uh, Ring Fit February, we did have one question from the mail pot I wanted to get to. This one comes from Airfields uh, from the Discord who wrote in and said, Least favorite Nintendo character of all time. No specific games, just straight up least favorite as a whole. Okay, Tough it was question. it was until a few days ago. Rosalina, I just never liked her. Really? I have a, a, yeah, I have a real bias. Yeah, I have a real bias against her because of how horrible she is in Mario Party, especially in like Super Mario. But she cheats all the time. Yo, <laughs> Rosalina is bad and she, bitch. Like, and she like, floats she around. Care. Yeah, I just don't like her. She but she's she she's been replaced, and I don't even know the character's name, by that that little asshole that sits on the floor inside that stupid Rude. belly. Rude. Horrible. Hate, hate her so much. She's Rude. awful. And then she just has a go at you for leaving her behind when she just all she wants to just sit down and like make you put her on, on your shoulders. It's like, no, get out of here. And she's always got that smart, smug smile on her face when she says it. Yeah, it's that. I hate her so much. Just the worst character Nintendo's ever made. She sucks. <laughs> she sucks a lot. Um, she definitely is on the short list. <laughs> what about you, Chewie? Man, I'm trying to think. Uh, Do you have like a least favorite villager? <laughs> least favorite villager. I don't know. Chewie's like, no, they're all beautiful. They're, they're all 13 way. out of 10. So it, it's hard to say. Um, Every Animal Crossing villager is a precious cinnamon roll, and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as, I don't know. I feel like everybody in Animal Crossing is a little too dear for me to pick anybody there. So maybe not. Actually, I don't know. Harv is kind of like, but even then, he's a little bit redeemable. Come back to me. I'll, I'll think of one. I'll think okay. Of one. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, I think my real answer and like. It's it's probably a hot take. It's Wario. I fucking hate Wario. And like I like WarioWare. It's not that I don't <laughs> want Wario to exist. I think it's just that he is such a like he's a great antagonist because I fucking hate his guts. I hate the way he looks. I hate his voice. I hate that he farts all the time in Super Smash Brothers. I hate his fucking bike. I hate his... I hate him. I hate Wario. I really fucking hate Wario. And I don't feel that strongly about Waluigi. It's just Wario. He pisses me off. <laughs> I can see Which that. Which is the point, I guess. But fuck him. You know what? If we're going like that Smash direction and just like everybody in there, I'd have to say Fox because he's so mean to me. <laughs> Every Fox player Come is on! so annoying. <laughs> And maybe it's just like the people who play him who get too good and beat me up, but that's him. <laughs> that's the that's the line for me. 
Yeah, right. Yoshi's pretty annoying as well. Yoshi too. No. Yoshi. No, get out of here. And when, especially we, in Sunshine, where he's just vomiting all over the place. Okay, like, in Sunshine, I, that's that's fair. Yoshi in Sunshine is gross. Gross. But regular Yoshi is great, and I love him. Also, uh, you brought up Star Fox, and that reminded me of one Slippy Toad. Very annoying. <laughs> Very annoying. Don't miss, don't miss them at all. Uh, so thanks for writing in, Airfields. Appreciate it. Uh, remember, if you want to write in and be part of the mail pot like all these fine folks did, you can hit me up at peanutloopots.com, or you can jump over to the Discord just like Airfields, or get us on the weekly Twitter thread. So check that stuff out and uh, come be part of the show. We'd love to hear from you. All right. So main topic, the main event. It is the end of Ring Fit February as of today. Today, Chewy has already done his last workout. Steve and I have our last ones ahead of us. And then we're done. And the, the month is complete. Challenge It's a sad met. day. Very sad day. Maybe. Yeah. It's been a sweet for me, though. I can't fucking wait to not have to work out every single day. Exactly. <laughs> I know for but, a fact that this is going to change tomorrow. Like, I've decided already what I'm going to do. I'm switching to three days a week. I just can't do seven. It just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't work. Three days. I'm doing it. I'm going to do at least 20 minutes on those three days. Saturday, I'm never working out on Saturday ever again. It's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. I, I, I'm just like, I think I'm in the same boat where it's weekdays. I'm going to work out on the weekdays. <laughs> I, I know for a fact, Monday and Friday, I'm never going to touch it. <laughs> Holy days. Yeah. Those... Well, see, I'm doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are the days I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. To me, like, that's what I'm going to I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to strive to do it Monday through Friday, I think. Um, and, like, take days off as needed, right? Like, if I... That's if the I... problem. That's my biggest takeaway from this, is that there are... Like, I get... It was great working out every day. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad I did the challenge. I feel so much better for it at the end of it. Yeah. But the days... There have been days where I've just needed a break because I've been sore from doing, uh, like, all the stuff with Allegra. And, like, I've just reached World... I think it's World 8 or World, world 7 or World 8, where... There's these trains now that you have to do squats to get them to move. And they're like moving up a hill and they barely fucking move when you do a squat. And so to get the thing to move, you have to do like 20 or 30 squats to get through the area. And then you're you're running and then it's like another train section with more squats. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't do this. It's too leg focused for sure. That's something I've noticed as it's gone forward is like between like the running and the squats and then there's like leg enemies. It's like you're really pushing my legs too much. And, like, I've noticed that, like, you expressed this where, like, I want it to be a higher difficulty for the upper body stuff, but, like, my legs just don't have it in me, and it's probably because I'm overweight. But, like, I had an experience like this last week where I was, like, my knees were hurting, and I was, like, I want to keep exercising, but I'm hurting myself. Like, I can't. That's not healthy. Like, you shouldn't be hurting, you know? Um, So I've done days where I've just done like mini games or gone back to levels where it's just mainly running or arms and stuff because I know I need that break. And like when you're on a world that's just leg, 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 I don't think the game expects you to play every single day like we've been doing. Yeah, It Mm -hmm. seems like it's focused to have a day off, rest, come back when you feel refreshed and you're not aching and hurting anymore. Um, But like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm so glad I did this challenge. It opened my eyes to how unfit I was. 
And yeah. I, I've only lost like three pounds over the course of the month, but I'm still happy with that. And that wasn't really my goal anyway. Like, yes, I want to lose weight, but really it was I'm unfit and I need to start exercising and, and doing something about that. And I just feel so much better because of it. And the exercises have gone easier and easier. It's just those like ones. And maybe once my muscles build up there, I'll feel better. Maybe once I've lost weight, I'll feel better. But for for the most part, I'm I've had a great time with Ring Fit. I think it's a great game. Uh, there are a couple of points I would love to change. Like all of the stuff that's on the menu before you get into the adventure stuff doesn't count towards like your daily target. There was a day when I just wanted to do a jog, and you can do that in the custom section. You can just go for like a ten minute jog. But it doesn't clock you and everything. But it doesn't clock really it. So mm-hmm. like I couldn't do it as part of the challenge because no one would have seen that I did anything. But you, it, uh, that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to jog that day. And not have to do any of the like squats or enemies or any of that stuff. So That's, I think it's going to fit into more of a varied exercise schedule. I might start going out and running now that the days are getting nicer and, and sunny. Um, rather than I'm just doing this. And this is my only form of exercise. I think that's the thing for me is that's the thing I think I'm most excited about. Like the routine was important. Doing it for the 30 days like and actually making it a, re- a priority and like feeling obligated to do it I think was important for me to get the habit and it's something I want to challenge myself to do in other areas of my life of like do this for 30 60 days try to form the habit try to be better about it um I was thinking like what if we tried doing that with like streaming or something like you know whatever right um and that that's interesting to me um but that said now that I have the habit I'm I want to challenge myself to like do it in a way that's healthier and more sustainable because I do feel that way where like I feel tired and like I know there were days where I like half-assed it and got 10 minutes because I needed to hit 10 minutes, not because I really had it in me to work out that day. Yeah, and I, I was rather like yesterday. You could see it. I, I, I burned like 80 calories in 10 minutes of exercise. It was hardly yeah. anything whatsoever. <laughs> that happened to me when I like a, a bunch near the end. Like I had days where I was like hurt or I was tired or I, I had a cold, you know, and it's like it just is what it is, right? And like I'm looking forward to having the freedom to be like, okay, I don't need to do this. Like, I'm just doing it because it's it's good for me, you know? Um, and, like, I have an exercise bike that I bought, and I'm going to start using that instead on some days. And, you know, like, definitely I'm not looking forward to stopping working out, but I'm looking forward to not having to work out in the specific way that Ring Fit is making me work out <laughs> that day if I'm not in the mood, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm looking forward to being able to set my own schedule of, like, Monday is leg day, and then on Wednesday, I'm not doing leg stuff. I'm doing arms, and then my legs can heal, you know? And, like, that is the element of, like, being a healthy person that knows how to exercise that I feel like I've never gotten to. And now I'm like, well, I'm getting there. Like, I have a base level of fitness I didn't have before 30 days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and on the weight loss note, um, I when I weighed myself this week, I was down uh, five pounds overall. Amazing. So I'll take that. Not bad. Yeah, that's awesome. Lost about one, two a week, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the healthy range they say you should do, yeah. one to two pounds a week. Yeah. And, and the thing is, like, I, I, it hasn't been bad. Like, I'm not, like, I'm eating better in general. I'm, I'm watching what I eat. But I'm also, like, I didn't completely cut out junk food. I didn't <laughs> completely devoid myself of, like, carbs or anything like that. It was more just like, hey, like, don't gorge yourself, right? Like, eat an appropriate amount of food. And exercise a little bit. And, like, I'm seeing results, you know? Like, and I think most people with a healthy metabolism will have, like, if you do what we did, you'll see some result, you know? Even if it is, like, that you didn't lose weight. But, like, I feel stronger. Like, my muscles are better. Yeah, 100%. Even, even like, just going up. So I'm on difficulty 22 now. 
I started yeah. on like difficulty ten. You know, yeah. and the fact that like that is just shows how much I've progressed, even though I don't necessarily feel that the results show as in my physical appearance, I feel better and I feel like I can do the exercise a lot better. Yeah. How did you yeah, find just, it anyway, Chewy? Uh yeah, no. I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with both of you. I mean, for me, the progress I probably lost I don't know, one to two pounds, it kind of fluctuates, I check a little bit more regularly. Um, so it wasn't as much as like my first time playing through, but I was definitely like at a worse spot my first time playing through. Um, so I think overall, where where I felt the difference was definitely like, just muscles, muscles felt so much stronger and things like I've talked about my knees and Throughout the whole thing, I think by the end of it, I was starting to feel my knees a little bit, but that was probably just like, like you guys said, it's not, you're not really intended to work out every single day. So I think the seven days a week was probably a little too much by the end of it. And I'm excited to get down to like, I don't know, I'm hoping I continue this and keep doing five days a week. Um, like I said, Mondays and Fridays are the hardest for me, so I would definitely cut those out. Um, maybe even Sundays, who knows? <laughs> but like, if I'm getting yeah. four or five days a week, it, it when I go into this next week, it doesn't feel as daunting to me as it did before. Like I'm like, oh, I used to do this every day. It's not a, as big a deal anymore. And I, I know roughly how much time that I have to dedicate to get to a, a certain amount of time working out you know because you yeah. know like we get 10 minutes or so of exercise but like how long did it take to get those 10 minutes of exercise at at point sometimes it was taking like 40 minutes if i had to do those make yeah those fucking smoothies to go into Dude, a, oh yeah, my god go that's what happened to thing. me yeah, that's what happened to me on, I think, Friday or it was either Friday or, or yesterday, w w one of my last workouts. Uh, I So my album, my band's album came out on Friday, actually, and it, it's, it's exactly 30 minutes mm -hmm. and I wanted to listen through it. And I was like, oh, I'll listen through while I work out. And I put it on and I got through the whole 30 minutes of it at about the time that my 10 minute <laughs> exercise was over and I was like what the fuck where did that other 20 minutes go of like the setup and the stretches and I made smoothies and changed my clothes and it's like oh my god like yeah it would be nice to have that option to sometimes to just be like all right like I don't have to check this box today I'm gonna just jump on the bike and do the bike for 30 minutes and actually work out for 30 minutes, not do 20 <laughs> minutes of nonsense so that I can exercise for yeah. 10 minutes. 20 minutes of it telling you how to put the strap on and then press in on the ring card. And it's like, okay, yeah, I've been doing this now for 28 days solid. I think I know how to put that strap on. You don't have to tell me to hold it in my left hand, press any button. Put it in the thing. Stand still. Show me how to put it around my leg. It's like, I, <laughs> I know I, I freaked out about that. Like in the week two, I was like, this is starting to piss me off. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I was I was in a rush to get it done. And I was like, mother fucker, like stop <laughs> telling me. how. Like, I know. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I have 50 hours logged in on my profile now. Like, stop telling me what to do. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And every day he asks me, is it annoying that I'm asking you about the difficulty? No, it's not. Keep asking <laughs> me about that. Stop telling me about how the Joy-Con works. All right. And the ring. I get it. It's a ring. You squeeze it. Okay. It's funny for mine. I have mine. I, I played through the whole thing on the highest difficulty, which is 30. 
And so for me, I was just like, yes, it is annoying. Stop asking me because <laughs> it, it, you can't go any yeah. higher. Yeah, that and makes I, sense. Yeah. And I don't intend to go any lower either. So I was just like, just keep it like it is. And every, I'd say after like a week or so, they'd start asking again. And I'd just be like, no, stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like it, it's really inconsistent with that. Um but yeah, just like the amount of time it takes to get, and there, there's a whole range of activities that don't count toward your count, you know, like you were That's saying. That's my biggest complaint is like, there's all of those things and there. And I think the thing is, right. If you're not doing exactly what we're doing, it doesn't matter. Like if you yeah, do like, that on your own, you can just time yourself. Like if you, if it really bothered you, you could just set a stopwatch as soon as you go into like a mini game or whatever. Mm-hmm. The other right. thing that really irked me yesterday, and it was because I was being a lazy shit. Uh, you know, I'd washed <laughs> two cars. I needed to get this done. I needed to have my dinner. And I was just like, I just don't want to do this. So I did a level and the level said it was going to take nine minutes. I did it in six. So that annoyed mm. me that the, it, it was that like quicker too, than it Friday. was. And then and then I went into the mini games and it's like this mini game is going to take three minutes. I don't know why it said it was three minutes because it was like a timed one for like fifty five seconds. So I'm like, why did you have this down as three minutes? I ended up doing the same mini game like three times. I was just like, this is so annoying. Just get the times correct on the menu. And I I get that some of the the running ones and the ones where you have to like fight enemies are gonna be a little bit variable. But the mini games, you know exactly how long that takes because it's just a timed event. You know the one where the balls, are, the coins are coming towards you, with the uh, the exploding balls. Like yeah. you know that that takes like a minute twenty, not three minutes, like it says in the menu. Yeah, and mm. I kind of wish the game was like. I mean, the mini games I feel are harder to calculate, but I've had that happen with like the actual levels. You know, where occasionally it would say this is going to take like nine minutes or so. I think in the past there was a boss level I played, which was like, Oh, nine minutes. And then it took me double the amount of time than it actually said. And so I don't know. I'm just like, I wish it would take into account like the moves that you're going in with. And I think it does to some extent, but I'm like, if you're if you've been watching me exercise for a while and you know generally like how many greats I get versus goods and how much health these are like how long have. it takes you to run a mile. Yeah. How long it takes to do all that stuff. Like put, take that into account and put that toward the actual number of time that it's going to take, you know. And it's weird that they don't because they're tracking that data. Like, mm-hmm. I can look at it. I can look and see, yeah. like, oh, here were your times and you can see the improvement. It knows that you're getting better. Like. Why doesn't it crunch that data and try to give you a rough at like, you know, because like that that's oh, I almost always complete the levels quicker than it says that they will unless I'm really tired and I'm not running and I'm like power walking through it. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, and that's going to take like an extra two minutes, you know, and it's like that's not it's not a good it's not a good way to gauge it. Right. Because like you really have no it's like, oh, six minutes. This could be three minutes or twelve. Yeah. You know, like, uh, whatever. Great. <laughs> Which, again, and, like, probably doesn't matter if you're playing this normally. Right. Unless you're pressed for time. But when we are trying to hit that, like, 10 minutes, and I know I've got to get dinner ready, I don't really have much time, and I'm I'm at the point where I'm just doing this because it's a mandatory obligation that I've done, and not <laughs> necessarily because I feel like I want to exercise today, it, it got annoying. Uh, and I'm and, hoping like, that as I fair, play that's... more... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, no, you, you carry on. I was just going to say, like, I, I was hoping that as I play more that that, that, like, gets eliminated. 
Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's probably not fair for us to, because, like, we put these weird self-imposed rules on yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how the game is meant to be played. So, like, I I don't think that those criticisms are invalid. Like, I still think you should have those options. I should be able to, like, if I want to play the rhythm, like, why does the rhythm game exist if I can't count it towards my workout or whatever, right? Like, it feels silly. Yeah. But in the same breath, as soon as this isn't a thing and we're not posting screenshots to prove we did it every day, it won't matter anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I think that goes back though to how we how Chewy spoke about the uh the other week, which was some games you pick the profile before you're in the game. Some games you pick the profile when you're right. like at the menu. If you pick the profile at the menu, and I can kind of get why they don't, you know, you might be having like a session with your whole family and you're like switching Joy Cons between it, Ring Con between each other, maybe, but I'm not playing it that way. Uh, so if you had the profile set when you start the game, before you went into the adventure mode, it could track all those things. It could track from the menu the the jogs that you're doing in the custom mode or the rhythm game which i still haven't tried because i just didn't want to do it and not have it count towards no my daily reason. exercise so I, I i'm gonna start playing some of those things so i'll probably report back in the next couple of weeks same yeah i'd say though the biggest improvement this game can make is definitely just like being able to choose a different level for different activities um, yeah 100 percent yeah, because having the kind of one-size-fits-you attitude about it, where it's just like, oh, you're just playing at 22 for your entire body. And you're just like, no, <laughs> all of me is different. Let me be different. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, I, that just feels like a thing that it should have the option for, especially, like, if, if you know. Because like, cause I, I kept thinking to myself, like, what if I had a disability? Mm-hmm. You know, like one like, like there what, is like, there is an option to just turn off certain things. Like you can put assist mode on for for the legs. Yeah, stuff, but like, but what if I you might don't want, want it to be? Yeah, you might want to totally do some. off. Yeah, right. You know, and again, like say I like I I have a leg injury, right? And I'm like, well, I want I want to push it a little bit. I want to do some physical therapy and try to work out. But I there's a point where I got to stop. But my arm and my core are fine. Like, or I yeah. should be able to like tell them that. Right. Like when you're like, oh, like, are you having trouble with leg exercises today? Yes. Okay, fine. We'll sub in an arm thing for the crunches. Right. Or not the crunches, the um, squats, the squats, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. like, wh- like, why isn't that an option? You know, like, I don't know. No, I, I, I'm with you there. And like, there was one day when I had the, the, the joy con on my leg. I think it had slipped down a little bit. And so it wasn't registering that I was going as low as the game needed me that to. That happens and to me so a like, lot. Mm-hmm. I'm like pushing down. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, why is it not registering the squat or whatever? And I'm just like, oh, this is so irritating. So I'm like readjusting and stuff. Um, but those are those are minor things. And the fact that this yeah. game has got us all exercising and it's got us our stamina up and our muscles feeling better and has has kind of opened my eyes to exercise which it never which I was never really invested in before I was I was a lazy yeah. lazy potato to be honest and like <laughs> hopefully that now changes and this is part of my routine I, I and I think I'm probably still going to keep posting to that thread to keep myself accountable yeah, uh, three times a week thing. is is hopefully what I'm going to aim for so if anyone listening doesn't see me posting on Monday or Wednesday or th- or Friday call me up on it 
Look, and, the and three of us, we got to keep each other honest. We decided yeah. we're swole mates. We're swole mates forever, all right? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I think that's my big takeaway too, Steve. And that's kind of the note I want to end it on. And I'll kick it to Chewy for final thoughts. Um, I, I think that like if how I feel right now maintains and I continue to have a positive relationship with fitness and make it a regular part of my life, I owe that to Ring Fit. And that'll be the reality. It wouldn't have happened if we didn't do this. It wouldn't have happened if Ring Fit didn't have an avenue for me to get comfortable with fitness that was familiar and understandable to me. And I think it's the kind of thing that, like, it seems silly. It seems like a meme until you really engage with it and you really try. And if it clicks, it clicks. And I, and I really think that when it comes to being healthier and, and making those habits, that's all it takes. It takes the good experience that is the thing that works for you. And then, like Steve said, you think about it the right way. And then all of a sudden, it makes sense to you, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not losing weight. Maybe it's having more energy. You know, maybe it isn't uh, uh, building muscle. You know, maybe it is that, like, your mind will be sharper. Like, like those are things that I didn't necessarily think would happen that did, too. And, like, there's so much to it that I still have to learn and everything. But, like, I don't feel as overwhelmed or as intimidated by it anymore. I'm, I feel like this is worth doing. Like, I'm feeling like I'm investing in myself and because I'm investing that time and energy into myself, like I'm seeing progress and I feel better. And like that can happen for anybody. Like, you know, like Steve said, like we, he and I were both in very similar shape. Like just, you know, like not like we're like huge fat guys that were like, you know, in the like our health is in jeopardy. But like, you know, we sat around and played video games all the time and ate junk food and didn't try that hard. And like we saw results and I feel better and I feel stronger and I'm ready to keep going. So like. If you are in that space and you feel frustrated and you don't know how to start or whatever, like I really think Ring Fit is a good and like put a challenge, get a friend and and do what we did and like you know go to our Discord and post in the fitness channel. We'll cheer you on. Like I really think that's all it takes is like to just set that good habit and like have people to encourage you because mm -hmm. it, it worked for me and it's and nothing else has. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there too in the sense of like. Like post high school for me, all physical activity was like pretty sporadic. I'd say there'd be some months or years um, where I'd do nothing for a long time. And then I start to feel that. And so I'd be like, okay, maybe I should exercise some. And I think as I've gotten closer to turning 30, I've just con gone into that age thinking, I should make this part of my regular routine. Like my body's not going to be the same uh, pretty soon. And it's not going to be so easy to like bounce back and recover from this, you know, these long periods of not exercising and being generally, you know, same where I'm just sitting around playing video games for my activity. Yeah. And so I wanted to use this to basically build up that, I guess it just build up the habit and go into it thinking like, oh, okay, this is just something that's part of my life now. Um, it's something that I feel I was okay avoiding in previous years, but now I'm just like, this is the rest of it. This is like, if I want to make it to 109 and live in three <laughs> different centuries, I just got to actually take care of myself and be healthy. So <laughs> um, that's low key my life goal, make it to 109, live in three centuries and I respect that. <laughs> I love that idea. That's so good. Yeah. So 
yeah, I really appreciate this time that the game has given because like, you know, the world's also in a really weird spot where people can't work out the same way they did before. Um, and just having something that I can comfortably do at home and not in the freezing cold, <laughs> it's it's nice. Yeah. 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 That was a huge thing for me at the beginning of the pandemic. Like I was walking all the time and I was like, yeah, I'm exercising. It feels good. Mm-hmm. And then it got cold as shit. Or no, it got really hot and then really cold. It's like, no, like I can't just walk like when it's nice out. You know, you mm-hmm. got to figure out what you can do at home. And, and I really think this is a good option. And it's affordable. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's hard to find, but if you can get a copy of it, like at cost, it's like 70 bucks. Like that's way, way more affordable than a gym membership or an exercise bike or anything. You yeah. Know? It's like two to three months of a decent gym and you, and yeah. you've got something that you can actually do at home. You know, like gyms are still closed in the UK. So mm-hmm. it's not even an option for me at the moment. And this was the, the best thing that I could think of to actually motivate me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really glad we did it. I I, uh, I want to say thank you to Chewy for uh, for having the <laughs> yeah. idea and, and pushing us to do it um, because I, it was really, really good for me. And, and uh, it's been super fun. It's been fun to do on the show. It's great to have you on the show for this month, Chewy. Yeah, thanks. Um, so this is, it's been a great experience and uh, I, I got a lot out of it. And I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to, I guess, seeing how how it grows from here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so keep it up in the fitness channel over on the discord. We'll be there posting about how fucking swole we get, because I'm telling you when, when we all get super hot, it's over for you bitches. We're taking over the internet. All right. <laughs> it's just done. You're done. Uh, so, uh, if, if you guys are still out there doing your ring fit February, I know some of you guys in the community, uh, dusted your ring fit off and, and gave it a shot. Um, let us know how you did. And if, if you fell off, let us know why, you know, Try to jump back on that horse. It's good for you. Uh, and it, I think, I think it's, it's a good way to get some good habits going. Um, so, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, of course, catch you next week for more of the podcast. Uh, go check us all the places that I shouted out earlier. You can, of course, uh, head over to the YouTube channel. Give us a subscribe over there. We'd really appreciate it. Um, we are also on Twitch, twitch uh, twitch.tv slash Pots. We'll be back this Thursday with more Ocarina of Time. Uh, we'll see how salty Steve gets. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, I of had, course you I had can... rights to be salty this week. That was her- the most horrific boss I've ever beaten in that game. It's legitimately one of the worst parts of the game, so I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> and of, of course, uh, if you want to go above and beyond and show your support, you can head over to patreon.com slash lootpots, where for just a buck, you'll be able to get this week's After Dark. We're going to keep the mics rolling and chat about Steve's uh, PS Vita uh, Frankensteining adventures, as well as my uh, extreme hype around dragon age four so if that sounds like a conversation you want to be a part of uh go throw us a buck and get go grab it if not we'll catch you next week for another episode of the podcast thank you so much stay safe stay sane bye